0: daughter-in-law sang today the blessing she sang that because that was a special request that i had i love that song i love that song because that song is true god's blessings are new every morning but there are special blessings mothers fathers but it's mothers i'm emphasizing When you pray for your children, God hears those prayers. And he says his blessings will continue for a thousand generations for your family and their family and their children. And his blessings, like the song said, are before us and behind us and beside us. Who can count the blessings of God? They're innumerable. Innumerable. Billy mentioned something that on Mother's Day, I always want to give special tribute to my mother. I had one of the most wonderful mothers that anyone could be blessed with, Mary Harling Richardson. She was a good mother. She was a mother that loved God, served God, didn't just tell us about him, but lived like he would want a godly mother to live before us. She used to say, it was kind of cute, she says, I didn't raise weeds. She had four children. I'm the oldest. I have a sister, Martha, a sister, Brenda, and a brother, Charles. She said, but my children were hot house plants. We were very, very important to her. She disciplined us if we needed it. I never needed it, but I mean, they needed it. But, you know, but she did, and it wasn't like a lot of families. You just wait till your dad gets home. Now, there were times when that was done, too. So we got it from the mom and the dad. But I had a loving upbringing. I really did. Did I have a perfect life? No. There were issues and troubles and problems and different things. But because I was raised, by a Christian mother and father. That made all the difference. All the difference. And so, there was a time when my mom said, she was at a meeting, and the speaker was saying, well, you know, I want to ask you a question. Do you pray for your children daily by name? He said, she kind of cringed a little bit. And she said, I don't know that I really do that. And he said, because I want to say something to you. If you don't, who will? And I challenge the moms here today. Because I will tell you one thing. It will pay off. God promised And he is a promise keeper. He promised that if we will raise our children in the way they should go, that when they are old, they will not depart from it. God is seeking after today every single person that he has created. He is seeking to save. There was a person that it's been told that said, they said, well, are you saved? And and the individual said, saved from what? What does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. To be saved means that you have chosen Jesus Christ, God's one and only Son, to be your Savior. And the only way that that is possible, the only way that, that is possible, to be able to go to heaven one day, is to accept Jesus Christ. There is no other way. There are people that believe that are probably going to be hearing this message. There are many ways to go to heaven. There is one way, one Son of God, and one and only, only one that can forgive our sins is Jesus Christ. He's the one that died on the cross, the perfect Son of God. didn't deserve it, but there was no other way for us to be able to be forgiven by the Father God, except He forgive us. And there will be no one that will go to heaven, and it's a real place. And it's not a long time that we have on this earth. I don't care how long you have. If there really isn't a long it's a long, it's not a long time. Time flies by. But one day, if we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, we will then be able to be accepted into God's heaven. God's heaven is a place you don't want to miss. I remember my grandson, Joshua. He's our first. And by the way, he gave me a happy Mother's Day call this morning before I came to church. He was the first call. Thank you, Joshua. Love that boy so much. I love all my family. But Joshua, he was so cute. He was just little. And he said, well, now, Nanny, I'm getting ready to to graduate kindergarten. And I said, I know you are, honey. he said, and that's really big. I said, I know it is, Josh. And he said, but Nanny, he lived in California, by the way, and we were living in Florida. However, guess what? It was as if he lived right by us because every three months, Papa and I were on an airplane fly in the friendly skies. Put me away from my grandchildren, Jessica and Joshua. But Joshua said, well, Nanny, you know you don't want to miss it. And I said, I sure don't want to miss it. But I want to say to you today, precious mothers, fathers, everyone here today, one place you don't want to miss, you don't want to miss heaven. Heaven is going to be worth everything, whatever that all entails. It is going to be worth it to be able to see Jesus and to be able to live forever in utter perfection. That's what he's planned. That's what he promised. And when he said, I'm going away, but I'm coming again to receive you to myself that where I am you may be also well, I'll tell you what that is that is something that we should all take very seriously and he said not that he needed to add anything but he did he said it in my father's house there are many mansions and if it weren't true I wouldn't tell you That's where I'm going away to prepare a place for you to be with me forever in heaven. And that's what he's doing. He is right now interceding for all of us. But he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And when we accept Jesus and the Holy Spirit begins to live in our life, he changes our whole life. We're all going through right now, probably, some of the most difficult things that, that we've ever, ever experienced. I've never heard of, a, of anything that could literally take a world and turn it upside down. COVID, what? 19. Coronavirus. My goodness. But you know, want you to think about something here. This is not just something that just took God by surprise. This is not something that we should be taking lightly. Most of us, I see a few here with masks on and various things, and I will tell you, I am practicing what what they're asking us to do And trying to do all the things that I should and can do. But, I know one thing. God expects something during this time that we're living through right now. This is an unusual, a most unusual time. There's a prophecy that David Wilkerson, many years ago, about 30 years ago now, I believe it was, was given by God that I have read and reread. And it really makes this time that we're experiencing, um, it, 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 it causes you to ponder this in a different way. When you hear God told him as a servant of God, a minister of God, uh, actually a prophet of God, because what he said was prophetic. He, he is in heaven right now. He did not live to see this time. But he has, uh, this is something that, that a lot of people are, have heard about. But I want to specifically, actually, I want to just read this to us. just patiently um, just listen to what, what this is that I want to say. This particular prophecy. You know, God in His, in the Word of God, there are many, many prophets. Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. He was called the weeping prophet. And you know, the prophets of God were not popular. No, people didn't like the prophets of God. Why? Because the prophets of God most of the time we were having to tell them the things that God wants to tell, wanted to tell them that he chose those men to speak it. and it was not always what they wanted to hear. repent, or else this is going to happen. And there were just many, many things that the, that the prophets told because that was what God had instructed them to do. And so David Wilkerson, He actually started the Times Square Church in New York City. He um, converted a huge, beautiful, magnificent theater into a church in 1987. He also was the author of a book called, a lot of you maybe know, The Cross and the Switchblade. And that was at... uh, In 1963, and that was a book about Nicky Cruz, who was a gang leader, uh, a ferocious gang in New York City. He was Puerto Rican and just hated God and Christians. And David Wilkerson went there as a young preacher, and it's quite a story. It's a book worth reading, the book The Cross and the Switchblade. But he was the author of that book. And he won Nikki to the Lord, and Nikki today is uh, is, is a tremendous uh, preacher himself. So, but this prophecy that I want to at this time read to you says um, in eighteen uh, excuse me in nineteen eighty six David Wilkerson prophesied these words. All right, I see a plague coming on the world. And the bars and the churches and government will be shut down. This plague will hit New York City. I want to repeat again when this was given. 1986. This plague will hit New York City and shake it like it has never been shaken before. This plague is going to force prayerless believers into radical prayer, and into their Bibles, and repentance will be the cry from the man of God in the pulpit. And out of it will come a third great awakening. An awakening means God in his great mercy is going to pour his spirit out and forgive the sins of the nations. In a powerful way. Now he's only done this twice to date. This prophetic ministry that was that, that David Wilkerson was used in has is prophesying now. It's coming after this, what we're experiencing here. That will be the third great awakening. It's gonna sweep America, he said, and the, the world. All right? He used several scriptures in Isaiah because Isaiah, if you read Isaiah twenty-four and read through it, you're gonna see how these very things were prophesied by Isaiah back how many years back would that be? That's this is this is so pertinent and yet it applies to right now. The way that you know that a prophet is truly a prophet of God is when what they say comes to be fulfilled just as it was said. That's the test. A true prophet of God. So he said in Isaiah 24:10, it says, this is what David is still saying now. Every house will be shut up. No one will be coming or going. The city of confusion is broken down, and every house is shut up. So that no man may come in. The prophet Isaiah describes in Isaiah twenty four twelve that all the entrances and all the exits, this is in the Bible, to the city are gone. In other words, there's nowhere for anyone to escape to. God has shown me, he's speaking still now, God has shown me that a calamity is coming beyond humankind's capacity to, to respond this judgment will devastate the world's economies every restaurant and bar will be shut down all drinking and merrymaking will end at that during this time all entertainment and churches will be shut down the prophet isaiah says in the 24th chapter Verse 9, they shall not drink wine with a song. The mirth of the land is gone. Our sports will be shut down. But the prophet Isaiah also saw a great shaking, the Bible says, of the olive tree coming in verse 24, or excuse me, chapter 24, verse 13. God is shaking everything that can be shaken. It is the time, this is still David Wilkerson's, prophecy of overwhelming darkness as he exposes the world's idols. You know, God, there are things he is okay with and there are things he's just not okay with. He is not okay with things the way this world, and I will tell you, I'm not okay with it either. I'm not okay with it either this world if, if, if this is not part of the prophecy but i just want to say if if people cannot see good and evil today you you're in confusion it is so clear those that be of children of the light are it's obvious and children of the darkness satan's kingdom and they are out in league right now and they are they feel invincible but there is a god in heaven who over rules it all. I'm back to the prophecy, but in the midst of this terrible shaking, a song is heard, a chorus a voice voices singing praises to the majesty of God. They shall lift up their voice. They shall sing for the majesty of the Lord. They shall cry aloud from the sea. That's Isaiah 24, 14. This is what... David, of course, was, David was was quoting all of these scriptures. That's the beginning of the Great Awakening. Isn't that good news? And then in, in chapter 24, verses 15 and 16, it says this. From the uttermost part of the earth have we heard songs, even glory to the righteous. That is why God is going to do what he's going to do. Have you all heard about the people that are lining this... The, uh, um, in Italy, they were lining the streets singing. Oh, yeah. They were, they, were, they were going to their windows. They couldn't leave. People were dying, dying, dying. Everybody dying. Horrible. Terrible. A terrible time. This has been one of the, the worst times I can even ever, ever imagine. 9-11 was terrible. But this is even worse. And people, God bless those sweet little precious faces we see them. They're in their windows and raising their windows and leaning out and singing praises to God. This is a time when God's people need to be seeking God in their homes, on their faces. I, I, I just want to say that it's hard really to just imagine that just a very few months ago this great land that we call the United States of America every single day we have broken this record we have broken this record our jobless record is I mean it's its never been like this before financially the stock market breaking the record breaking the record constantly everything it seemed like was utopia was perfect. How could it how could it get any better? I mean, everyone being blessed, everyone being greatly blessed, I should say. And then all of a sudden, with all this tremendous record breaking things that had happened, unparalleled unparalleled um, jobs for Hispanic people for women, African American,
1: never in our nation's
0: history had we ever, ever experienced such financial blessings for everyone. And then here comes the coronavirus. But remember, it had already been prophesied that God, didn't say coronavirus, but what God was going to do to this nation, allow to happen to this nation different ways of of saying it. But you know, we have a God of love, but we also have a God that after a while, he says enough. Stop. You stop. And he, I believe, is saying, not just to America, he's speaking to this world. Who could imagine? Really, you guys, who could imagine that the entire world would be turned upside down. You couldn't leave your homes. You have to watch this. You have to do this. Church pastors being arrested because they had just a very few people and they were keeping their distance, but they still were arrested. Pastors that wanted to have services in 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 their vehicles. They said we're just we're, we're in the cars. They would not allow it to happen. Do you see what I'm saying? There's darkness and there's light. But for the children of light, let me just tell you this, though. This is extremely, to me, very, very important. God wants us to be busy about our Father's business during this time. And I mean that. There is something that we should be doing. You know, people say, this is terrible being shut in. I can't take this. This is horrible. You know what? You maybe ought to look at it in a little different vantage point, from a little different vantage point. You might want to just say, you know what? I haven't had this experience in years, and I'm just going to take advantage of it. And first of all, because I have to do this, I'm going to do it with joy in my heart. And I'm going to be profitable by doing something that will bless me and will bless others. God, I believe. This is not just a time for us to be so miserable and and, and families getting grumpy and grouchy with each other. No, I don't think so at all. In fact, I was talking to Lisa, our youngest daughter, who's sitting right here, and her beautiful little Alexa right there beside her. She was saying, you know what, Mom? Good things have happened because our girls, Avery, Alexa, and Aiden, have become their very close sisters anyway. But because... This one had a boyfriend, or that one had a boyfriend. This one has a bunch of friends. They're kind of everybody doing their own thing. Oh, I want to go here. Well, I'm going to be there. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But she said, but we're all here. And they have been doing so many fun things together. They have enjoyed each other. And you know, you can do that. I told my husband the other day. Yep, sure did. (laughs) He looked up, what? (laughs) What? I told him that he was wonderful. <laughs> I told him, I said, honey, have you noticed that and, and this has not been the whole time, this has this is something that God has done. I said, Are you do you feel a, a difference in our home? Who's there? Me and him. Us two, no more. We're shut ins. We're under penalty of our kids. (laughs) We're in trouble. (laughs) So we're being obedient, but we have been having some just just some precious times. Isn't that a hallelujah? And you know what? That doesn't just have to be for us. Others are saying we're at each other's throats. We're so can't take this anymore. You know what? It's all in how you want to deal with what we're going through right now. It's true. The people that look at a glass that's half empty or the people that look at the glass and they say, you know what? Half full. We can do better than be complainers like the children of Israel and have to keep going around that same mountain over and over and over, and over again. We can do better. We need to Christians, the body of Christ, take every moment that we have as priceless and precious. I mean this. We should take this so seriously, and we should be able to do some things that I know some people are doing. I'm going to repeat this. This bears repeating. My brother, youngest one in our family, um, he thinks he's the boss, but I'm always the boss of him. So anyway, <laughs> I am of everybody. <laughs> so anyway, he was telling me, he said, Carolyn, you know, he has a very large job and very responsible job. And normally, he is always out handling the business, world Banking. Uh, he's very in high senior management. However, he said, you know what I've been doing? He said, I've been home, and we are working with, with various – the different devices that you can do now with Zoom and all kinds of technical uh, things. You can have meetings with people. And he said that I started reading the book of Revelation. He said, I just felt that something I wanted to do. And he said, and I read it from the beginning to the end. And you know the book of Revelation, by the way, I would encourage everyone to read that. The book of Revelation At the very beginning of it, it has a blessing. A blessing for you, whoever will read the book of Revelation. So he said that had just really blessed him. He said it blessed him so much. And he said, I now have decided that I'm just going to start over with the Bible. Go Genesis all the way through the book of Revelation. Just reading as as I can do it every day. And that is a good thing to do. That is a good thing to do the types of things that if we could start doing, I believe, you will not have to be so worried about the fact that we're not free to do every little thing that we've always been able to do. We are a blessed people. We are a blessed people. And I want to say, I want to read one more thing to you, please. I want to read what Billy Graham I want to read what Billy Graham uh, wrote. And I want to say something about Franklin Graham, his son, right now. Uh, if you all watch the news, it's so uplifting. to need to be watching the news. It's very encouraging. <laughs> Forgive me, Lord. It's everything but. But I'll say, if you have to watch the news, I don't know. I'm going to probably get all kinds of whatever comments. It's all right me. Fox News. If you have to watch the news, please don't watch the other. I have to agree with our president. Fake news. And it is annoying. And the lies and the deception that come across the airwaves are terrible. I'm not saying Fox is perfect, but they're, they're the best that we have. And you will be enlightened if you will watch that. But... If you have been watching Fox News, catching up, kind of keeping abreast of things, you have seen—I feel sure—Billy Graham's son, Franklin Graham, has a commercial, or I, a kind of a—it's not really—I don't know if that's the way to uh, uh to call it a commercial. But anyway, it's, he he gives a simple, sinners' prayer. You guys pray for that man. What a godly man. He is praying to have this done. And he is giving everybody, because he knows they're watching television, and he knows a lot of them are watching Fox News, and he knows they need to hear what he's saying, and he is giving an appeal to be saved. How you can be saved, and your household, and be with Jesus forever. And it's a simple prayer. A very simple prayer. And so, um, here's what I wanted you to to know, though, uh, uh, about him, about uh, Franklin, but about Billy Graham. Back in 1952, Billy Graham began writing a weekly newspaper article called, My Answer. In 1952, that's when he first started doing this. A weekly newspaper article called My Answer. People would write in with a question, and Billy Graham would answer it. The column ran for 60 years. He faithfully did this for 60 years. A few days after he passed away and went to heaven, the column appeared for the final time. He had obviously written this particular column and had filed it so that it could be printed the day after he died. This is what it said. By the time you read this, I will be in heaven. As I write this, I am looking forward with great anticipation to the day When I will be in God's presence forever. I am convinced that heaven is far more glorious than anything we can possibly imagine right now. I look forward to the wonder of its joy and peace, but also to being able to be reunited with those who have gone on before me, especially my dear wife, Ruth. The Bible says, now we see but a poor reflection, as in a mirror, but we will then see face to face. I want to be in heaven. He said, but I won't be there because I preached to large crowds or because I tried to live a good life will be in heaven for one reason. Many years ago, I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ, who died on the cross to make our forgiveness possible and rose again from the dead to give us eternal life. Do you know, do you know, That you will go to heaven when you die? You can know that by committing your life to Jesus Christ. The last words that Billy Graham ever wrote before he went to heaven were... John 3.16, for God, he wrote it, the last thing he ever did before he went to heaven. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe on him should not perish but shall have everlasting life. And I love the scriptures right after that that says this. Love it. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Will you all please just just stand with me? But that the world through him might be saved. I am going to ask everyone to... Pray a prayer with me. I want us to pray a simple prayer. Everyone that's listening by television, you can pray it too. We can pray it more than one time. I'm sure we probably need to. First of all, let's just pray this prayer to our Father God. Our Father, who art in heaven hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are debtor to us. And forgive us, Father. Forgive us, we pray in the mighty mighty name of Jesus because we need help we need your help lord and I pray for every person who has heard this message today that we will get have take time to get with you today to be still and know that you are God to ask you to look into our hearts and if there be anything in our heart that is not supposed to be there please help us please forgive us forgive us of our sins and lead us in the way of righteousness and I ask this Lord be done on this Mother's Day that every single mother will take this time to draw closer herself to you so that she can be the example to her children that you would have her to be in the precious name of Jesus. There is something that I want to read in closing, please. A mother's prayer. Thank you, Lord, for bringing my children into my life. Help me guide them and teach them through example, to live, lead lives of wisdom and strong, loving faith. Please let them learn to serve you always in thought and deed and remind me to always be there for my family as you have always been there for me. And I want to say to you, God loves you. Can you play a little music there by this time, He is for you. He is not against you. He is not mad with you. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to eternal life. When he said, whosoever comes to him, he will in no wise cast out. Put your name there. He is for you today. And he wants you today to know that he's preparing a place in heaven, but he also wants you to begin to recognize who he is and give him praise for all that he's done for us. There is one more thing. I do have that video, Rob. Is that ready? It is? It is not ready? Not quite or not at all? No, no happen on the video. That's fine. All right. We're going to, we are now um, going to go into a little worship time for those of us that are going to be continuing here at the church and for the others. God bless you and know that I love you and I wish you from the bottom of my heart a happy Mother's Day. Bless you.